is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. If you smell what the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of August 18th, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. I'm Vince. And I'm Bryant. This week, the XFL signed their first player to a contract, teased us with some sneak peeks of team logos, and we spoke with a future XFL quarterback. It's episode 82, the signing period, and we are 25 weeks away from kickoff 2020. And we are in the midst of one of the busiest weeks on the road to 2020, a monumental milestone, first player signed. This is going to be one busy show, Bryant. <laughs> Alan, it's it's sign-in season. It's sneak-peaking season. It's it's every type of season right now, it seems like, for the XFL. One of the busiest weeks I can recall, we, we, we drafted this show. Uh, we had to rewrite it. We drafted it again. We had to rewrite it once more. So many things coming out. I'm excited to talk all the all things XFL today. You know it's a good show when you have half of the people on the show saying, we need to talk mostly about this. And then we've got <laughs> one person saying, no, we need to talk only about this. And then we got another person saying, no, we should talk about these things. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun to go here and there with all the news that came out this week. But last week, real quick to recap, was an amazing show as well. Shout out to everybody on, on Twitter, that all the players. Really, I want to give it up to the players this week for sharing their invitations, which they did not have to do, and they are doing it, and letting us know who's going to be a part of this draft pool come October. And I think, Brian, we've tallied over 100 players that are going to be in the XFL draft pool so far. Over 100. Over 100, that's a good percentage of all the Summer Showcase invitees. Uh, yeah, shout out to them for for giving us that information. Probably more there's more invites even sent than we are, we are you know, privy to at this point. But, yes, shout out to them. Over 100 players. The list keeps growing daily. Uh, and one official sign that, they were, that you mentioned that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Yeah, we, t- we uh, are going to talk about the big signing. Of course, a Tier 1 player has been signed in the XFL. Huge week. We have a guest this week. We're going to talk to Tanner Mangum, former BYU quarterback, who is going to be in the draft pool. And, and it was an awesome conversation I had earlier this week. We'll play that for you. But we also had a busy week ourselves. We recorded some special Patreon minisodes where we are looking at the NFL preseason and went over some of the players that we've got our eye on in the NFL right now that could potentially be XFL players. Uh, I mean, there are a ton of those, and now we're in the midst of of week two in the NFL preseason, and it's hurting season, Vince. Players are going down. It's making it very difficult to really pinpoint who who we think could be in the XFL because now the NFL might be reaching at some guys we thought were actually XFL-bound. Yeah, this is a time of year where, you know, teams start scrambling a little bit. You know, they start looking, you know, under rocks, hoping to, to, to find, uh, you know, some replacement players. Uh, you know, we, we saw it this, you know, 
this is past week. Philadelphia Eagles had had to play a wide receiver at, at quarterback. So you know that that's what time of year it is. Uh, and you know if you got some some talent, uh, you could find your way onto a team. And another mini-sode coming out. We talked about Bob Stoops, who was recently inducted into the Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame. The XFL Dallas head coach, general manager, had some very interesting things to say about his approach to the XFL. I want to know, Jake, where do you come out on Bob Stoops? Do, do you feel like he, you know, he's the biggest name, but do you feel like, are, are you betting on XFL Dallas because of their coach? Are you excited for Bob Stoops as a pro coach versus being a college coach? I don't know where I where I come out on him compared to some of the other guys with more professional experience. Well, I mean, yeah, this is a new professional league, but you know, surely it's not going to have the uh, you know any stigma or the uh, you know the anticipation of an NFL job. You know, we we've seen other you know we've seen guys like you know Nick Saban go to the go to the NFL and not put anything together and come back to college. I don't think this is that type of situation. I I think Coach Stoops, you know, he's, I guess the pressure, there's not as much pressure on him, even if he would go coach the Bengals or something like that. (laughs) And he said as much, and we really broke down some of his recent quotes about his uh, approach to his XFL job. And if uh, you're a part of our Patreon, you'll, you'll hear that episode. Very interesting stuff. I had some opinionated things to say, Bryant, about Bob Stoops in that mini-sode we put up exclusively for the general patrons. Well, it was, it was a lot about commitment. And I don't think none of us questioned his commitment, but whether or not it was going to fulfill what he needed out of uh, coaching football once again. Uh, he made some quotes back, uh, this past week at his uh, Hall of Fame induction into the Oklahoma Sports Hall of Fame, I want to say. Yes. Um, but, but, yeah, Alan, you and I discussed uh, his – interview or i guess his quotes by the one of the i think it was the oklahoma sentinel something like that one of those papers out there uh but yeah we, we went into depth in that that was a good it was a good, a good it paper. was it was like the Nor- the norman viewer or observer yeah, something something like that. Something norman yeah no, was it a was it a legit paper yes or was it just a rag sheet no it was a legit paper uh reporting on bob stoops induction he said some interesting things about how he's approaching his xfl gig and uh, really encourage anybody who's a member of the Patreon to listen to it. And if you're not, definitely join the Patreon because you get bonus shows, extra content, lots of discussion about all things XFL and even outside the XFL. And that's all up on the Patreon. But I also want to give a special shout out this week to the fans who are super hyped and even hit us up because they're so hyped. Bryant, we've got people who have already put down and put their names in for season tickets. And they're so jacked up that they're getting word back from the teams that they're going to watch. Presidents this week emailed all the people who are going in for season tickets, and people are super excited for it. I would be if I was a season ticket holder getting ready for the XFL season. Uh, Nothing better than seat selection uh, when you're a first-time season ticket holder. So good on that. That's, That's exciting times for a fan of any football team, especially the XFL when it comes to 2020. And according to these emails that the team presidents are sending out to season ticket or soon to be season ticket holders, uh, the the word on pricing and everything's going to be coming out. It looks like in September, so we'll wait and see on that and talk about it some more. Uh, really, Vince, can you believe Bryant's not a season ticket holder for XFL LA yet? I, you know why he isn't, right? 
he figured, oh, I'm friends with Coach Moss now. I'm going to hold off. <laughs> he thinks, yeah, I think he, he's hoping to get some on-field passes. <laughs> Which I would probably be doing the same, you know. I understand it, Brian, well, but I know if it wasn't, if that was the case, you would have already had those locked up. <laughs> uh, no comment on. I don't. I don't take friendships for favors. I'll tell you that much right now. And I did want to uh, say something about last week that I misspoke. Uh, you know, guest on this show and I accidentally said Karatz. Uh, Heather, I apologize. It's Heather Carrots. Everyone, I got. I'll get better at this. I, I should be better. But yes, uh, I, I'll, I'll be going to LA games. I'll be going to every single one of those LA games. Don't you worry about it, Brian. I, I think you should try to get three percent better every mm-hmm. show i think Always. that's what you should focus on. that's the goal every single week brian that's what we want you to focus on three percent that's 25 weeks times three three 75 percent better okay i think i can do that imagine what you're going to look like at the end of 2020 if you take that approach another quick hit we got it we got to mention here is also it came out that the xfl tampa bay team has locked down their practice facility there will be tr- they will be training at the plant city stadium which uh, was formerly a uh, home to the Cincinnati Reds uh, during spring training. <laughs> so uh, a, leg- a legitimate professional building. Uh, and we know we're keeping an eye on you know practice facilities for all these teams. Vince, I think one important thing that people really don't – they underestimate is the fact that you have a home away from home, your home stadium on game days. The place you're at the rest of the week is very important. We looked at the AAF, and that kind of was the telltale sign that this league isn't going to last when they started to have to, you know, practice at a high school facility. So this is good to hear. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, I've been down to some of those, uh, you know, spring training facilities in Florida, and they're quite impressive. So you know, this is this is the real deal here. Uh, a, a good place to train and get better. So they're not going to get bumped by like a JV girls field hockey or anything. No, yeah, they're not. They're not okay. going to be like Coach Spurrier. Uh, our 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 freshman soccer team needs to practice. Are you guys going to be done soon? That's not going to be. Now, Alan, are they getting busted in from Georgia, or is this actually in Florida? <laughs> it's actually in Florida, which is good to hear. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, you know, just more mile markers being checked off on the road to 2020. And we, boy, do we have some big ones to get into this week. We we've got the first. I mean, this is this is history this week. The first player <laughs> signed to an XFL contract. We're going to talk about. We have also a future XFL quarterback that we're going to be speaking with right here on this week's show. It's a big one. And before we get to all of it, let me just remind everyone that we are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts, prettyeasypodcasts.com, where you need to go if you want to get your own podcast started. Say you've been thinking about this idea for a long time, and I have a lot to say about a subject, or you're passionate about something. You've always wanted to do a podcast, but hey, you don't know about microphones and setting up recordings and getting on Apple Podcasts and all that. Well, you go to prettyeasypodcast.com, you sign up, and you get your own personal producer who takes care of all of that for you, and all you have to worry about is the content, doing your show, speaking into a microphone, and Pretty Easy Podcasts takes care of the rest. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com today and sign up, or just inquire and get the feel for it, and maybe you'll get guided along into getting your own show off the ground. Prettyeasypodcasts.com, making podcasting easy on anybody who's ever thought about doing their own podcast. If you guys are ready, we can get into this week's cover too, which is going to be chock full of stuff that 
I think if Jake has his way, Brian, we might not even get out of the cover too with, with an XFL tweet that came out just hours before we started recording the show. We might stick into the cover one, but Alan, do we have time to do XFL legend segment this week? I feel like we we're missing that. An XFL legend segment? We are long past those days, bro. Yearning for that. Oh, okay. You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna probably have to wait till the summer of twenty twenty after the first season for one of those again. <laughs> Here we go. Let's get into this week's cover two. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. Here we go. It's a tweet. Our first clues. The big picture is coming soon. This is from at XFL 2020 on Twitter. And apparently it looks like two very close up views of what appears to be team logos. And I'm not going to go ahead and comment, comment on the colors. I'll let you guys do that. I'm colorblind. So this is a very tough segment for me, but the XFL tweeted out sneak peeks of what appear to be team logos this week. Very exciting, and people went berserk on Twitter immediately. This is really what's causing all this. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, this is the program this week. And, you know, other, other shows may rewrite things up to the minute, but whenever you're getting breaking news like this coming out, uh, you know, it, for all the listeners out there, hit, hit pause or do what you got to do to pull up these logos so, so, Brian, uh, we've got two separate logos here, and I'm going – I would assume that these are for two clubs. You know, it's not like one is a primary logo and, and another one's going to be a, a shoulder patch or something like these. These look like two separate and distinct things to me. Jake, do you have a secondary Twitter account and you've been yearning for these team names? Are you being one of those people that are saying, yeah, great story, Jeremiah, but where's the team names at? Is that is that you? <laughs> no, it sounds like you no, right that's now. That's not me. You're so hyped for these two little snippets of information. This, 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 this is great. Uh, this, <laughs> you got one, and, and I, for, you know, for any of our fellow colorblind uh, listeners out there, so let's just start, you know, let's take as much time. Let's not rush through this here, all right? <laughs> Uh, the, the logo on the left, you got a uh, kind of like a baby blue, I guess, black and red. And I don't know. To me, it looks like a menacing red eye or something. I don't Does, know. If that would doesn't be it something. look like that? Uh, it, it, seeing this, it, that not is it Thundercats or no, you know, it's like I, the extreme logo, the the spinning wheel with the spikes. I think that's what I'm seeing here. Yeah, but no, I was no. thinking I I was trying to. <laughs> Does Google anybody stuff. know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, yes. I thought is it like a brand of like insect killer or pesticide? No, or no, <laughs> not insect killer. Yeah, the, the 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 cartoon with the cats and they had the armor. Thundercats. Thunder this kind of looks like it looks like Black Panther logo, but with a fang. Is what it looks like to me, like a yeah, sharp. I mean, it, Fang. It looks is like the a, Miami Sharks, are they honestly, go- from any given Sunday. <laughs> is this going to be the Tampa Bay Fangs, Jake? I, I don't think so. It, it's so far, it's you know, it's probably very far zoomed in. It looks like a red eye to me, but I don't know. But, I mean, you got, I mean, that that light blue color on there, you know, it's it is, it's pretty close to oiler, you know, oiler blue. Um, you know, just trying to speculate on there. Now, Jake, um, do you think the angle of the spike significant is more like a tooth? Is it just a an, like an, like I, an I accent to a like letter, a, like a, a, a whisker a, or, it, or an antenna? It could be. It, it could be a whale's mouth. What if it's like a Zorro oh, like mask? A, a whale swimming through the it left. It does look like, like, a, like a Zorro mask. It looks like a pring, like the half of the Pringles logo. 
I'll tell you what it's not, and it's it's my new favorite uh, speculative uh, team name. It's not an L.A. Flamingo logo, Jake. I'll tell you that. This is definitely no. not. If you're well, it's a millennial guess, flamingo, it could be. If you're if you're gonna guess what t- what city this logo represents, the one we're looking at, the baby blue, the red, <sighs> seemingly eye, and the black with what looks like a sharp fang or bottom lip yeah. or something. What city do you think this is representative well, of? I'll I'll rule out Dallas. Uh, more to come on that shortly. I I mentioned uh, you Euler blue, but I I don't think it's that. I don't think it's it, it could be. If I had to guess one, I would say it's Tampa. Something about that blue just, you know, says there's got to be a bay and a pirate ship in the vicinity. I, I know, Alan, you're big on black and red, and that, you know, they do have that on here for pirates. That that makes sense for Tampa. You're right. Well, I, just I mean, wanna... I, I'm not sure what the nautical uh, correlation would be here unless well, it's it, a, a there's, poorly drawn whale. There's blue there, and it does kind of look like it could be a whale, but I'm sure this is ext- an extreme zoom in, which is why I want to – Call out to any sketch artists out there. If you work for a police department anywhere in the country, seven two four five six five four XFL. If you could check out these XFL sneak peeks at the logos and let us know what you think. You know there are people, Brian, who could finish these kind of drawings off and pre- pretty accurately and come up oh, with yeah. what, what they're depicting. I, I, I'm sure there's someone out there who could do it. I cannot. I have no earthly clue. I'm hoping one of these is Sasquatches for Seattle, but I doubt it. No green, Alan, so how is that going to be a Sasquatch? I really, uh, at the end of it all. Sasquatches uh, are brown. Sasquatch is brown. Yeah, but you need forest green. Come on. He lives. Sasquatches among, don't live in the ocean. They live in the forest. He lives green. among the green trees, Vince. He's right. That's true. But I, Unless he's a yeti. Oh, then he would be all white. Then that's not a Sasquatch. No. They're they're related. I don't think either of these are Sasquatch. The second one, Jake, I think kind of looks like the Memphis Express, but I don't know. Well, it's got Memphis Ooh. Express colors. Let's break it down here. You got some gray in there. <laughs> you got a, you know, let's not rush through this. <laughs> Navy blue. This is a football red. show. <laughs> red and white. To me, this looks like this is this is part of just a big letter. And I, and I think that letter is D. This looks like the bottom left-hand corner of the letter D to me. Uh, to okay, me, so it's either D.C. or Dallas, you're saying? Well, I, I, I think it's Dallas. I'm going to tell you to that. To me, right it, it looks, kind of like, looks like the It looks like the, it looked like the bottom of a Liberty, a, a, a sharp-angled Liberty bell. It, it kind of looks like the well, Phillies logo. So you say they, the moved, they moved the team to Philly. Is <laughs> It's not happening. It looks like the bottom of an A, doesn't it? it, it I, to me, that looks like an L. What font do you think this is? Has anybody well, gone through? I'm know, just happy it's not Times New Roman. Roman. I'm happy this, it's this not Comic Sans. Today. I'm just happy it's not Comic Sans. That's it's definitely not that. This is great. I'm loving Real? that the I'm loving that the league did this. This is Brian. How? How aware is is the league that that pa- fans are going crazy over this sort of thing? And they did, to do this is I think it's hilarious and awesome. I'm so excited for it. And it's, I guarantee it's you, this is one bigger. of their most liked tweets yeah. ever. Oh, for well, sure. It's definitely better than just you know showing us every you know four teams showing us everything the, the jerseys, the logos, the colors. This you know this is much more intriguing. Now, do you think we're going to get this all weekend long? Or is it going to wait again? Until I, I don't. I don't think you're going to get any more. I think you'll get two more sneak peeks of different logos in about uh, 
Well, if they do two a day five, for five, Monday, five, Tuesday, and Wednesday. No, I, I think then, they're going to wait about five to nine days. <laughs> five to nine days. Is, is, okay, I'm going to pull back the curtain. Is, does Jake sound – do I sound like Jake on our Brain Buster Radio podcast the way Jake sounds to us right now? He sounds like a total fan right now. Come on, Jake. <laughs> I, I mean, there's – I'm just, I'm just excited about it, the mystery of it all. Yeah, Jake, you're right. It's it's really cool that the XFL is. I, I, really, I don't know how to data mine, but I'm going to be googling that. They, <laughs> they're da- they're dangling the carrot. They're getting. They are really stringing us along with this, and it's really fun. Uh, I'm paying closer attention to what we're going to talk about in a in a minute. You know, with the the players, but there are fans. Obviously, I'd say. I guess the majority of the fans, I don't know, Vince, if it's most people are more interested in the in the team names and logos than the players. I was more hyped for the announcement this week of the first player signed to a contract with the league, but this tweet obviously got people going nuts. Yeah, I mean, th- this is, you know, p- people respond to, you know, the visualization. You know, what is this going to look like? And, and it, it is important. Uh, because, you know, we had, you could go back in the archives and, and listen to our, all of our discussions on logos and colors and, and team name speculation, but, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, it either says, says, you know, gives the illusion that you're big time or you're just some, you, you know, circus act, you know, that, that stuff is very important. And, you know, I, I think they're doing this the right way here by just showing a little bit of it. Players, extremely important. But then some people, and we're going to talk about this later, you know, you see the, the players and you're like, is that really it? Uh, but here, at least they'll look good, you know, <laughs> in, in the uniforms. Well, you know, Brian, if one well, of these logos had to go to L.A., which one would you pick? The one on the left? Or I'd the pick one the, on the one right? on the right. <laughs> I think I'd pick the one on the right. The left one... I mean, this you kind of, it reminds logo. me a little bit of like NHL hits 2000. Great game. The logos are a little great game. Very great game. Um, but look, I'm interested. I, I, I want to know these team names. I want to see them. I want to, I want to be excited for them. Uh, doing this gets me there, but I just worry that without seeing the full picture, they look a little too generic. I don't think you could zoom into a NFL team logo and see the same kind of, um, I don't know, image that we're looking at right now. Well, we'll see what these these full images look like. Uh, I, I do want to put it out there that uh, XFL St. Louis is teasing and, and promoting uh, get together a happy hour with their team president Kurt Hunziker, and, and the colors for that promotion and the and you know the uh, tweet they put out red, white, and blue, similar to one of these logos. And uh, that happy hour, if you're in the St. Louis, Missouri area. And St. Charles, more specifically, that's going down August 20th on Tuesday, 5.30 p.m. at Bar Louie. Uh, but St. Louis colors in this graphic that they're promoting, Brian, are red, white, and blue. Yeah, so different from what the two logos are. You have the – yeah, the, is, that, is that an indication? Do we know if that's what St. Louis is going to go with? Or is, or, is, or is St. Louis traditionally red, white, and blue? Maybe I'm just not aware. I mean, uh, you, you know, you got the Cardinals, or with with you have the, the Blues, and, yeah, and we do know that we have two teams. Not that kind of blue. What if all the teams are red, white, and blue, Jake? Would you be really upset? 
Well, that's that's kind of what we're seeing right now. You know, just different uh, different what? saturation levels. Oh, well, with these two here, a gray and a white. There's no. There's still, black and red. You still got red. Well, there's white and gray and blue in the other one. I'd like to be change. just put it out there. I don't care what any of the colors are because I can't see him. <laughs> so I don't. I'm just excited for what we're going to get into next. Come on, let's go darker shade of gray team. I don't I the logos are exciting and everybody get excited for them and the XFL's teasing them and have fun with it. But what about what went down this week? Player invite or commissioner inv- invitations went out. Hundreds of players are getting these emails, life-changing emails. You will be a part of the XFL draft come October. And, and that is I mean just that changes the world of so many players who have recently left college and thought, oh, all right, now I got to go to sell insurance or be a civilian, find some kind of job. Or, you know, veterans who have been playing for years and thought, okay, my career is finally coming in it, to an end. But no, here it is a second chance, a shot at, to, to continue to play the game that you love. And this week we were fortunate, I was fortunate, guys, to talk to Tanner Mangum who was the quarterback at BYU from the years 2015 to recently to graduate, you know, 2018, his final season, an up and down career at BYU, uh, much a very heralded quarterback in high school. And this guy goes and he, he goes into a career for the Cougars. He has his ups and downs. He succeeds Taysom Hill. He has his highs. He has his lows with terrible injuries and getting kind of, Passed up by a younger guy, but still very talented. He goes to the Houston Showcase for the XFL. And when he thinks he's going to have to go and pivot to a new kind of career, here it is. Football is back in his life. And I got to talk to him this week. It's a fascinating interview we're going to play for everybody this week. But, I mean, we're talking about a player who's going to be in the draft pool versus who we're going to talk about in a little bit, a player who was signed by the league as a Tier 1 Vince very different aspects when it comes to the contracts, but it, very interesting nonetheless for both guys. This league is going to be full of interesting stories, and, and the cool thing is we're going to hear about a lot of them versus the NFL, where a lot of players' stories are kind of kept, you know, the, under they're, they're swept under the rug of the hysteria of the NFL and the XFL. A lot of these players' stories are going to be highlighted. Yeah, yeah, and that's you laugh, but a lot of people really gravitate to the stories uh you know specifically ones where you know you know somebody was down and out and then and then they you know come back and and you know they achieve great success and and that could be what what we have uh really highlighted here in the XFL with these guys so while we talk about Landry Jones signing the first XFL contract in a little bit let's take you to my interview earlier this week with quarterback Tanner Mangum who is going to be a part of the XFL draft pool come October. He talked about his uh, career, his pursuits, his dream of continuing to play the sport of football, and the opportunities the XFL is presenting to a lot of players like himself. Here it is my interview with Tanner Mangum, former BYU quarterback. All right, now we're speaking with a future XFL quarterback, former BYU quarterback Tanner Mangum, joining This is the XFL Show. What's up, Tanner? 
Hey, thanks for having me. Good to be here. Yeah, man, we're super excited to have you. One of the first commissioner invitees. Uh, before we get into all things XFL, just I want to ask you, how's life been since the BYU chapter of your career came to a close? Well, it's it's, it's been good. I, I you know I I, uh, I got married, which was Congrats. which is awesome. It's a little bit weird though. <laughs> uh, kind of a you know just a unique transition being done with with college football and then. Um, you know, now kind of seeing my friends that are that are still on the team. You know, they're in, they're in fall camp, getting getting ready for their season. It's just kind of it's just kind of different. This is it's kind of weird. At the same time, it's it's opened a lot of new doors, a lot of different chapters that are that are now starting for me that I'm really excited about. And uh, you know, I had a couple of tryouts with some NFL teams, didn't make it, but then was fortunate enough to get this uh, tryout with the XFL, and now to get this invitation. It's huge. It means a lot, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, we're really excited for you and, and all the players that are getting this opportunity because there's so many guys out there who want to continue to play, are able to play at a high level, but obviously the NFL uh, only has so many roster spots, and we think it's a great thing for guys like you that the XFL is coming around, and here they are now. The process has been ongoing. You were a part of one of the summer showcases. I believe you went to Houston, right? Yes, correct. So what 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 went into getting the invite to the Houston showcase? Did did you get a call out of the blue or did you pursue it? How'd that work? It was an email. I got an email pretty much out of the blue um, from one of the directors of the player personnel of the XFL and, and extended the invite to the showcase in Houston. And so I uh, talked to my agent about it and, and uh, booked the flight. And uh, and it ended up being a really cool experience. I ended up seeing some old faces that I'd seen before. I uh, was able to meet Commissioner Luck, which was which is great. A uh, real honor to meet him, and and then to just just to be surrounded by a bunch of guys who are in in a similar position as I am. You know, guys who have played, have the ability, have the desire, but are just looking for an opportunity, looking for an opening, and uh, and uh, ended up being a really good day. And, and um, fortunately, led to led to an invitation. So I'm you know, feeling really grateful and just uh, thankful for the opportunity. And the showcase, I went to a couple of them. They were really fun. I went to New York and D.C. You're in Houston. They had a lot going on in terms of technology to evaluate players, and they also were using a new football that I know you quarterbacks were getting to play with. Did you get to throw around that concept ball at all? I did. I did. It was it was unique. I, I kind of liked it. You know, it was a little bit different. Didn't know what to expect, but uh, ended up ended up feeling just fine. And uh, it's 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 one of those things. That uh, you know, it, 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 at first it feels a little bit weird, but the, you know, the, just just throwing it for for uh, for a little bit, you get used to it. And I'm not sure what what they're going to be doing, going to be using <clears throat> in the upcoming season. But uh, you know, whatever it is, I'll I'll be ready and and uh, I'll be uh, ready to go. Yeah, they, that was a concept ball. We must reiterate they they weren't sure. It was kind of a test. The testing of it, I tried to get my hands on it, but they they were very hush hush. Only the quarterbacks and personnel were able to touch the new concept ball. We'll see what the league decides on that. But uh, after the showcase, you know, a lot a lot of players we've talked to were kind of just in a in a holding period, a wait and see. Uh, we know that some of mm-hmm. them were kind of tipped off that they would be getting the commissioner invite. How was it for you after you left? Or is it just waiting on pins and needles, or did you just go back to civilian life? What What was the process until you got the commissioner invite? <clears throat> well, I was really fortunate to have some good conversations with the Houston 
uh, coaching staff uh, that, that was there and, and, and some of the other coaches that were there, and they, they gave me some good feedback um, and, and let me know that they'd, they'd be interested. But it was, it was no, there were no guarantees. And so I, uh, you know, I felt confident knowing that I gave it my all, that I, you know, played, played my best, did the best I could, and, and just knew that, uh, if, you know, if it worked out, great but if not i i can i can say that i gave him my all but uh but i but i felt pretty good with my performance and then so i just kind of had to wait and uh uh you know it's, it's a little bit trying you know it tries your patience and you know you, you just gotta uh, stay patient and control what you can control and and not stress about it too much and so uh you know just just went back to life we kept, kept working I, I, I work in marketing but i also uh, just kept training, you know, I'm still just working out, keeping, keeping, uh, you know, just staying ready. And then, uh, it felt really good to get that invitation to, uh, to the draft pool, you know, just to, just to have that, that hard work, uh, validated and just to, just to get that official invitation is really exciting. And so, you know, looking forward to, to the coming months. Yep. Now you got to stay even more ready because the draft's coming up in October and you'll, find out where, where you'll be heading uh you get the yeah. the commissioner invite we saw the the emails a lot of players tweeted out the emails uh the graphic of it it said click here for more and then you click on that and and what does the invite tell you what did it tell players just basically congratulations and just wait until october uh yeah for the most part yeah just just you know congrats um and yeah and then you just you, you click on it just to, to input some in some you know just your basic information and and um, and then yeah, and then they'll be in touch with uh, with more information as as, as it comes out. And, and so, um, you know, it's, it's again, it's a little bit more of a waiting game. Gonna wait and see what happens in October. But uh, you know, it, it's it's a great league with I, I, with great lead, leadership, great management. The uh, the cities that the teams are located in are, are all great cities. And so I'm, I'm really just grateful for the opportunity. And wherever I end up, I'll be excited. I'll be uh, hungry, you know, to go and, and, and work and uh, help help the team succeed wherever I go. And so I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, you, you see what we see. We've been covering the thing since it was announced, and the league is really put together well, top to bottom. Every you know, every uh, milestone has been hit on time, and, and the evaluation process has been really fun and thorough. And we're just hitting another huge mile marker with this draft, and it's in October, and. I don't. You're not going to have really. Do you know if you're going to have any other chance to to put anything on tape or show off a little bit? Because who knows where you're going to go? We know co- some quarterbacks are going to be signed before the draft. We already saw one with Landry Jones actually earlier today. But if you're not one of those eight, you'll be in the draft, and you have no idea where you're going, do you? What what round or how nope. deep into it or what? No, nope. I know, I know. It's, it's no idea. I mean, you know, but that's that's part of the excitement of it all. You know, it's, it's a new league. Uh, in a, in a way, for for a lot of the players, it's, it's a new start, a fresh start, you know, a second chance to, to continue to play the game that we love. And uh, so you just got to enjoy the excitement of it all, enjoy the journey. Uh, you, you know, right now we don't we don't have all the answers, but that's okay. And, and so we just got to, you know, for me, just control what I can control and keep working, keep staying in shape, get, making sure that I'm I'm ready to go, so that wherever I go, wherever my number is called, uh, I'll be able to to go and give my best effort and give my best, the best version of, be the best version of myself. As I mentioned before, you know, every team has great, has a great coaching staff. Uh, every city is a great, a great city to be in. 
And so, you know, you, you can't go wrong. And I'm really looking forward to, to finding out where I go. And we know that you, you've been, you've persevered, Tanner. You've you've had some trials and tribulations while you were at BYU. You succeeded, Taysom Hill. You you know faced some injuries, and, and now you're you're here facing the XFL opportunity. What made you want to get involved with the XFL more than anything? Was it just the the pure love of football? Was it unfinished business uh, after your college career? What exactly uh, made you want to be involved with the new league? Yeah, I think that's a good question, but the, the, for me, the driving force behind it all is just the love of the game. Uh, ever since I was a kid, I've just loved football and, and, and loved playing it, loved being a part of the team, um, loved the, 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 the constant quest for perfection. Uh, you know, you, you're never at the – you can never quite perfect the, uh, the quarterback position. There's always room for growth and improvement, and I love that aspect of it. Uh, I love being around teammates and coaches and being a part of a team, a, a part of a group that's that's committed to a higher cause. And and so, you know, why wouldn't I take this opportunity to continue to play the game that I love and to continue this the, the this path, this dream that uh, that, that that we're all that, that that we all have since you know that since we're kids. You know, since since you start playing the game, you uh, you want to play it for as long as you can and and, and enjoy it. And, and cherish that opportunity, and so I couldn't be more grateful to, to continue to play the game that I love. It's awesome. Enjoy the pursuit of perfection, man, and I'm glad to see you're getting another opportunity at it with the XFL. Real quick, fans are always bugging us about this. Had to ask you. I know it's. Uh, I know the answer is no, but they're all bugging us about team names. We get hyped about the players like you, and they say, "Yeah, what about the team names? They're not out yet." When you clicked on that, <laughs> when you clicked on that, click here for more on your commissioner's invite. It didn't tell you the team names, did it? <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> Figured. Yeah, we'll wait and see on those. So those are players are the most important, and the team names will come in. And we're super excited yeah. for you. We look forward to hearing your name yeah. called in that October draft. Appreciate it. Yeah, for me, the name doesn't matter. Whatever the name is, whatever the jersey is, I'll go and give it my all. <laughs> like you said, the coaching staffs and the cities are great. It's just. It's all about finding out where you're going and playing some football, man. Appreciate your time, Tanner, and good luck in October. Hey, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Tanner Mangum, former BYU quarterback, will be a part of the draft pool in October, guys. There he is. This is a, a guy who I, I would I would estimate has unfinished business. He was passed up by Zach Wilson at BYU in his senior season a guy who injuries kind of set him back, but plenty to give to the game. And that's the beauty of the XFL. It is providing a, a place for people with something to give to the game, a place to give back to the game. And, and, and he's, I think, exemplary of that. We're going to see probably seven more quarterbacks signed before he gets signed in October. But who knows come December and January with those training camps. Just because a guy is a Tier 1 signee, doesn't mean he's going to finish a season, Vince, as an XFL team's quarterback. Yeah, there's there's always that possibility that, you know, I guess, you know, NFL could come call on that, I suppose. That's true, or also that he can win the job, at, uh, that a Tier 1 guy has already gotten at the start of a season. Bryant, let's not forget, notorious, the first XFL draft pick ever 
never really was the quarterback for the LA Extreme. Another guy ended up playing for that team and winning an MVP in 2001. Uh, Scott uh, something Manovich. See, I can't remember because yeah. Tommy Maddox took over the 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 the, uh, the starting job for that team. And yes, just because you're a tier one and and, and the XFL is going to do their best to get great tier one quarterbacks, does not mean that once you give one of these other uh, quarterbacks a a try, a go at it, that they can't take over that job. It might be even better than one of these tier ones. Um, so you know Tanner's quest to to continue his football dream is actually uh, quite inspiring for anybody who actually wants to continue playing the game. And that's all these, these gentlemen want is, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, Tanner was, was kind of out of like, you know, if this was 2019, he might not be playing football anymore. Uh, if the, if the XFL was launching in 2019, because there was just no outlet out there for them. Now with the XFL launching in 2020, it gives him another opportunity. Uh, as our friend Sean Hickey said a couple weeks ago, uh, financially, it makes sense for these players to pursue this. It's not just something that's going to get them, you know, a, a lunch on the week on the weekdays and, and nothing really else. It's going to help pay bills. It's going to help them solidify, give them a little more time uh, to do something they love and get uh, and make a living off of it. And most uh, most interesting to me this week is Jake's reaction because Jake, you are kind of the everyman fan, to, at least to me. And I know you. I I would bet money you've never watched Tanner Mangum throw a football in your life. So when you hear that in that interview, what, what do you make of a guy who is pursuing a professional career who maybe was a college quarterback but didn't you know ascend to the heights of of a Baker Mayfield or a Tua Tagovailoa, but a guy who you know was heralded out of high school and has arm talent but uh, had some you know pitfalls throughout his college career. I mean, it's admirable to see his, you know, his his loyalty towards the game still. And, you know, again, it's not like this is small potatoes, especially whenever somebody reaches out to you, like he said, kind of out of nowhere to send an email, uh, you know, that, that you get this invitation. So, yeah, you know, sticking to the grind, you know, it's not like he's 15 years removed from his playing days or, or from college or anything. No, this this is still very recent and uh, fresh. And this would be a lot different league, right, Vince? If if we were hearing stories of guys who were in the NFL ten years ago who said, "Yeah, I got an email yeah. from the XFL last week." The, these are guys who <laughs> just out of college who still have yeah, plenty yeah. left to offer. It's not like yeah, they're not reaching out to Dante Culpepper. Right? <laughs> <laughs> What's yeah. he doing nowadays? I don't know. Maybe they should actually. I'm hopefully enjoying retirement. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> the golden years. Um, but it, honestly, you, you know, there, there, a quarterback. Uh, you know, we're talking about quarterbacks right now. Uh, you know, such a difficult position to play, uh, specifically in the NFL. Maybe the hardest in all of sport. Uh, but you know. Just because you're not good enough or, you know, NFL teams don't think you're good enough to play in the NFL doesn't mean you're a bad player. And I think that's what we're seeing here is is guys with legit uh, quarterbacking talent, guys that, that can really spin it and, and can play the position are, are finding themselves in the XFL. And I think that's a great thing because we all know it's about the quality of the play. And I think they're, they're adding some quality players here. 
It's the quality of the play. They are, and, and top to bottom. And, and while Tanner Mangum's going to be a part of the draft pool, guys, we do have our first Tier 1 signing, who now we need to thoroughly break down, discuss, and look ahead. Brady X, it's Long Allen Ice-T here, and this week we are ready to talk pro graps with you coming off of our epic six-hour-plus BBR all day long. What could top that? Oh, I don't know. Maybe the King of the Rings return? Yeah, a lot of controversy about this King of the Ring. Uh, is it going to be <laughs> happening one night, two nights, uh, over a month? I mean, a, lo- a lot of rumors and innuendo being spread. It's the most interesting thing in the WWE, or is the most interesting thing this week? We finally find out who has been attacking Roman Reigns. Daniel Bryan says he's going to reveal it. Do you believe he actually knows who did it? Long Allen, it is I, a man called Wired. And as I promised, I delivered. We'll find out. Daniel Bryan, he's he's an honest man, I believe. At least on social media, he seems like it. He just loves a green planet. Uh, this week, we are definitely going to find out who is finally attacking Roman Reigns. It's Brain Buster Radio. It's available on all podcast gimmicks. Tweet it, read it, tout it, shout it, be all about it at the Brain Busters on Twitter, Instagram, Instagram Junior, and Facebook at the Brain Busters. We'll see you this week for another edition of Brain Buster Radio. So, if you guys are ready, I'm ready to talk about the the big signing, the first signing, Landry Jones, the first XFL player to sign on to play in 2020. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! Hey, Rick Flair! Rick Flair! Pepper, flip, caliber. Motown, happy, jolly, drunk, buster, Burger, tiger! I think he's got a hound too, Rodney, I think. Quarterback Landry Jones has signed on with the XFL, making him the league's first player, first ever player. Former Oklahoma quarterback has signed on. He played for the Sooners between 09 and 2012 for Bob Stoops. Was a Steelers backup for a handful of years. Five games started in Pittsburgh. Last year was with the Jaguars down in their depth chart eventually was cut by them was with Oakland briefly and the rumor is that they only brought him in to kind of acclimate Antonio Brown into their system so Landry Jones is looking for a home and he finds it in the XFL just so happens to be the league where his former college head coach is the man in charge of the Dallas franchise so many things to discuss around this signing first and foremost guys i want to ask you landry jones the first player signed to the xfl do you expect him to play anywhere but dallas um hold on sorry alan the more i look at this this logo looks like a barracuda maybe or something it's a sasquatch sorry i'll move on i'm sorry uh landry jones is he playing in um uh dallas is that the question i I don't want to sit here and say that the league is just going to give Dallas whoever they want or give any team whoever they want. I want to believe, I, Bryant, want to believe that there's going to be a uh, a lottery of some sort, a way to 
give the coaches a choice of who they sign and who is their number one quarterback, excuse me, their tier one quarterback. We All have, that said, I'm pretty sure he's going to be in Dallas. Yeah, we have no idea exactly how that process is going to go. Let's go to the league's official press release on this signing. They said, quote, we're excited to welcome Landry to the XFL as our first player and first quarterback. And that is from Oliver Luck himself, the commissioner. And Oliver Luck said, quote, he's an accomplished athlete with outstanding college credentials and pro experience. Five starts with the Steelers and his heart and desire to play football epitomizes the type of individual we want in the XFL. Landry Jones's statement said, quote, I'm looking forward to joining the XFL and playing the game I love. I can't wait to suit up. This was a foregone conclusion, Vince, when we heard that Landry Jones was a part of one of the summer showcases. The first XFL player signed a tier one player. How about you? What do you expect from Landry Jones? He's going to be the Dallas quarterback, right? Uh, yeah, I hope so. Uh, you know, still can't believe Bob Stoops is a head coach in the <laughs> XFL. Uh, but, you know, he, he's got he's also got Hal Mummy as, as his OC. Uh, they're going to do wonders with Landry Jones. You know, th- this this is, you know, uh, this is my pick to win, to win it all right now. I mean, Dallas, I mean this is are you yeah, walking this, it in already. This trio is just, you know, I, I think really set up for big things. Um, you, you know, I, I walk around town and I, and I tell people about the XFL, uh, people that aren't quite as informed about it. And, you know, they say, well, well who's going to be in this league? You know, who, what, what play, who's playing in this league? And I tell them, people like Landry Jones. That's what I've been telling people. And, and their ears perk up because they, they know, you know, yeah, you know he's he's not you know he's not a Ben Roethlisberger, but he but he could still be a good football player, and I think that's exactly what the XFL got. And I think we are especially suited to speak on this because not only are we one of the, if not the only show chronicling the XFL's uh, run to 2020 from day one, guys, but three of the four of us are intense. St- Pittsburgh Steelers fans, let's be honest, we have witnessed Landry Jones as a pro quarterback, Jake, and we can speak on him in this element as a professional quarterback. And, you know, when you talk about him filling in for Ben Roethlisberger, obviously he is a huge downgrade from what Ben Roethlisberger brought to the Steelers. But when he came in for the Pittsburgh Steelers as a backup quarterback, I would say, compared to any other backup quarterback we've watched for the Steelers in in, in the history of you know our our existence as fans of the team, he he filled in a, as expected. He is a professional quarterback, and I think this is a solid signing by the league. Yeah, I mean he's no Charlie Batch. Uh, you know, let's look at that comparison. <laughs> You're now. talking about the you know, greatest Steelers backup quarterback of all time. Yeah, yeah. I, I have. I have been vocal on this show about some of the frustrations I've had with Landry whenever he was part of our club, but I I do think he is tier one material for a new startup league that looks to have a very promising first season. I, I think he's right there, and if, if Coach Stoops wants him, then that's who he's going to get. 
I think we're talking about a quarterback some NFL teams would kill to have as their backup quarterback right now. You bring up an excellent point, and, and you know, we had Sean Hickey on the show a couple weeks ago, and what did he say? Once you get cut once, once you get, get cut twice, it becomes very easy for NFL teams to just look at you essentially as a journeyman and, and somebody who's, you know, not you know, NFL material and they're going to just, they're, you're just a camp arm to them and they're just going to cut you. Um, but it, it, it seems like, you know, he, he, he didn't quite, quite get his full fair shake in, in the NFL. I, I think, I think he's got more to offer. I really do. I do. I think, he this, was is giving guy, me- I think this is a guy on the level of Orion Fitzpatrick, who is basically on the verge of again, being a starting NFL quarterback, Bryant, but Landry Jones, as Vince said, has been kind of put through the ringer of a couple stigma. of teams. And then, then, yeah, and there's a stigma or whatever you want to call it around him. And so he is not an NFL quarterback right now. He decides to join the XFL. I think it's a great decision by him because this guy is going to get to play some damn football come 2020. It was three years, I would say, right? He spent in Pittsburgh. I think after the first two, he was given a two-year contract uh, release after uh, only one year of that contract actually being fulfilled. Uh, spent some time in Jacksonville, like you said. He he, uh, how do I put this? He 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 just needs to play, and I think that's the opportunity he's going to get. You're right. He could probably be a backup at many teams, and and you know what? I would I would I would say that the XFL signing is what's making him more appealing to NFL teams at this moment in time, especially NFL teams that need a backup or maybe even a starter at this point. Landry Jones is probably going to stick with the XFL. We all know this at this point. And he's going to get the reps. He's going to play. He's going to show what he did in Oklahoma wasn't so much as a fluke as people might have thought it was. And he's going to show the mechanics and all that stuff. This is his opportunity. Whether he does or not, who knows. But this is the opportunity that someone like Landry Jones needs and is probably going to flourish, I hope, uh, when when he gets it. Think about this. You know, you're in Pittsburgh where, you know, the backup quarterback is one of the most popular people in the entire city. And, you know, probably, and you could say that about a lot of towns, but especially Pittsburgh. And, you know, everybody wants to see this guy. Everybody thinks he's so great. And then it's finally his time. And you got to think about the amount of pressure that is on him and also the pressure coming from his teammates. I mean, you got wackos in that locker room like Antonio <laughs> Braun and, and and Le'Veon Bell that you got to deal with. Um, you know, that is just a, a, a tall order that, that, you know, not many people can do. Um, you know, does this guy have, you know, a, a huge arm that can make all the throws? You know, pr- probably not. Uh, but, you know, is he somebody who can be accurate and play with efficiency and run a Bob Stoops type offense. Absolutely, a dude in his prime is what the XFL got with their with their first signing here. Yeah, we're talking about Landry Jones. He's thrown eight touchdowns and seven picks in five years with the Steelers as a backup quarterback to Ben Roethlisberger. That's his resume in the NFL. A guy who sh- went in there and showed he could be competent in the NF at the NFL level and. You know, things shook out where kind of he fell out of favor and the Steelers went in another direction with their backup situation. Other teams didn't want to really give him the time of day. Maybe they should have. Philadelphia Eagles were looking at you. How desperate would you be for a guy like Landry Jones right now? But now 
He is the first player signed to the XFL, where it appears to be a situation where Landry Jones could thrive as a star, especially if he goes to play for the Dallas franchise where his former college coach is the head coach and the XFL put out the statement along with this signing saying that the XFL will sign seven other leading quarterbacks before its inaugural player draft in October and each team's head coach will select their quarterbacks just prior to the draft and details about the draft will be shared at a later date but that means that Bryant the players the quarterbacks chosen before the draft or that's happening before october it's happening between now and the next two months landry jones the first of seven of those that is monumental it, it really is and alan we he, i guess you and i kind of both missed it on here i was saying they might not all be quarterbacks they definitely are uh, you were saying that it might be not until january it looks like it's going to happen before that so either way the xfl has a plan in place those tier ones are going to be signed and dealt to their uh, to their given teams uh, before this draft even starts. Again, I am one of those people that hope that it's somewhat of a lottery in that if uh, Jones ends up with uh, Dallas, that it's by chance and not by assignment. But we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, seven more to go. Uh, I don't know if I see another one, another tier one quarterback available at this very moment. They might have to wait until those uh, NFL cuts at the end of the month. Oh, definitely going to have to wait until September 1st. But that is the very interesting thing to think about is that statement. The XFL will sign seven other leading quarterbacks before the draft. So that, that, that confirms to me that as I've been saying all along, that the, the, the eight tier one players will be quarterbacks. And we're going to know those before the draft in October. So, I mean, we know players that are out there, Vince, players in the preseason, players that aren't even on NFL teams right now. Can you think of any other names out there that might be tier one quarterbacks signed before October? I'm definitely going to reserve and wait until September 1st for cuts, but I'm watching NFL preseason games and I see plenty of names that I hope will be among the Landry Joneses of the XFL. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I, I think, yeah, it's definitely going to come down to the end. And if you're the XFL, I think that's a smart thing to do. You know, you got to wait and see, you know, who all is going to be available. And then you pick the best guys. So do you think that there will be an another XFL signee before cuts in the NFL comes the early September? If, if, you know, I, I haven't been scouring that market as much, but I'm, you know, if there's somebody on, on the level of a Landry Jones, you know, they'll, they'll sign. We have the showcase names that we've, we, we've seen with the, you know, the Tanger, Tanner Mangums uh, of the uh, XFL summer showcases, but those guys are being thrown into the draft pool. Bryant, I don't ex- I don't anticipate another signee until September first or second, after the the NFL cuts some quarterbacks. How about you? Yeah, looking at some of the talent, I think that's the only reason I say that it's not going to happen until after the cuts because there's some serious talent out there that are going to get cut by the the NFL teams. Uh, I stayed up late last night, uh, had to fight it as hard as I could to stay up to watch the end of the Baltimore game. Uh, just because I wanted to see those uh, the fourth quarter action of a preseason game, if you can believe it, to see what quarterbacks are going out there. 
based on the talent level, I think they can find seven quarterbacks that are currently playing football. They're not going to make NFL teams at the end of this uh, training camp. I mean, we did see names like Marquise Williams who were a part of summer showcases and, you know, those get you excited. We heard some AAF names that also started getting involved with the XFL, but I'm with you, Brian. I, I don't anticipate well, another for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying... Why wouldn't the, you wait? Marcus Williams saying, is not going anywhere. Yeah, I've been saying the Tier 1 players, I didn't <laughs> no, expect... No, I'm serious. That's a- yeah, you're right. No, you're right. To be blunt, you're, you were correct. I didn't, And I didn't anticipate these Tier 1 players to be announced until January because there are even more cuts coming after the NFL season. To hear that they're all going to be announced before October is kind of shocking to me, honestly. And if I'm and on it, and also, <laughs> let me just say for Landry Jones and whomever his agent is, just viewing how the NFL preseason's going in places like Philadelphia, where they're down to their fourth backup. I mean, there are, there are number two spots on NFL rosters that are still open, but this this just I think also it shows how the XFL is really enticing to players because of the playing time it's gonna give guys. And I I, I understand it because you rather be the starter versus the backup and Landry Jones has signed on already to join the XFL. He is in to be a starter in the XFL, Vince, versus waiting to see if he can be a number two in the NFL. And I, I don't, I do not knock that at all. Yeah, and like you said, you know, uh, it's he's obviously realized, you know, it's it's not going to work out for this year, and and that's that's perfectly fine. But he's now going to have an opportunity to, you know, to showcase his skills in the XFL, and you know, maybe next year he's going to find his way on onto an NFL roster. Who knows? Uh, but you know, he's made the decision. Hey. You know, I'm not going to mess around with practice squads and, and holding clipboards. I want to get out there, play some ball, and show everybody what I got. Oh, and, and that's maybe, all, maybe. all he wants to do is play some ball. You're right. That I mean, he's he's said it enough in press Stoops. press releases, <laughs> videos for the league. And Brian, sorry to cut you off, but I do want to bring Jake in on this. And while Jake is, you know, intensely focused on baby blues and blacks and reds and team logos jake as a as a fan as a as a casual fan who doesn't maybe follow players as intensely as some of us when you see landry jones signs on to be a part of the xfl what does that say to you um it's it's a good signing i don't think you're gonna get i don't think you're gonna get a more recognizable quarterback unless you could coax somebody out of retirement. Realistically. <laughs> so you think Landry Jones will be the most famous player in the XFL season one? Quarterback. I, I think it will no, be the most famous no. I don't think so. I would contend. Yeah, I, I would I would argue against that. I, I mean, what, who, it's possible. I would what, say that, but I don't who know. Who could if it's beat gonna... him out? Tim uh, Tebow's Gino got some, some baseball Gino injuries. Smith, get out of town. I would, he would I, be a bigger name than Landry Jones. You think? Whether, talent aside, talent aside, he would be a better. He would be a bigger name than Landry Jones. Would he? I don't 100%. because he's played. I don't even maybe because he's played more recently in the NFL. I don't. I don't know about I'm not that. Sure where you get that from? I think he's on the level 
of a Landry Jones, and I expect him to see it. I expect to see Gino in there now because we're, you know, as we talked about on our Patreon show, Paxton Lynch is kind of showing out. He's the MVP of the preseason. <laughs> yeah, so. Gino, is there an award such as such an award? <laughs> we'll see where Gino comes, comes in. Uh, again, this is making it the most interesting uh, NFL preseason in our lifetime, Vince, because uh, of signings like this and you know how how much is on the line for these backup quarterbacks as they put tape out there in preseasons yeah that yeah that's you know, you know it, it, the tape that you put out is always important um but you know i mean how often do you see quarterbacks you know get cut from multiple teams and bounce around and eventually end up in like a legitimate backup role or starting role i'm talking about guys that are you know enter as like a third or a fourth string type player it doesn't happen that often uh but now there's a tremendous opportunity for these guys to really put together a a showcase of a live game multiple games and i've been watching this nfl game pass and let me just tell everybody there are some dudes in the nfl preseason that might slip through the cracks to the XFL. Devlin Hodges, OM God. This guy has an arm, and he's the Steelers' fourth string quarterback in the preseason right now. There are some quarterbacks in these preseason games that aren't going to make NFL teams. We'll see what the XFL ends up landing. Landry Jones is the first among many, the first among eight for those tier one slots. And let's focus in on that now because. Not only is this an historic announcement, Bryant, this is, I mean, this is telling us a lot. This is telling us not only that do we have our first XFL player, Landry Jones, goes in the record books. If this this league lasts for years and years and years, he will be forever known as the first player signed. But also that tier one quarterbacks are coming before the draft in October, which was... I think assumed among us who have been following the league, but is now confirmed. Also has told us the tier one players will be picked by the coaches. And we don't know what that process entails. If that's a draft, how, how that, who, what order that'll go in. I maintain it's going to be if a coach likes a quarterback, he gets him. I think I would almost bet money on Landry Jones being the Dallas quarterback, but we'll see. But it, a lot of interesting things come of this Landry Jones signing, Brian. It's it's probably why the XFL made the announcement when they did, why they didn't wait um, for other quarterbacks to be available. It's because they wanted to get these small little snippets of information out there about the draft, get the draft. The, the draft is going to be the biggest thing the XFL has during its offseason. It really is. Regardless of team names, the summer showcases, anything. This is the core. I've said it before on this show. The players, without good players, without well, Alan or Vince, Jake, anybody, what is it all about since day one? That'd be the quality of the play, I think, is what you're alluding to. And the players it's are the what's going to help you get the best quality of your play. And that's why the draft is the biggest moment. And I think that's why the XFL let this out. They signed a, a tier one quarterback. They, they want their quarterbacks to be the best possible players that they can get. And then from there, they're going to fill out their rosters. This draft that's going to happen in October is going to be monumental. It's going to be exciting. I can't wait to see what we're going to do about it, but uh, the XFL is really setting this up perfectly, I think. Vince, if I was to tell you Landry Jones is the first quarterback taken, 
where do you go from there? What is your prediction for number two? Well, it, it's that's too difficult to predict right now. It <laughs> really depends on, on you know who's who's in the in in the pool. Yeah, and you anticipate it's going to be an NFL quarterback, a current NFL quarterback. I I would think so. Yeah. Do you think the XFL would make that statement that we're going to sign seven tier one quarterbacks without having the the I wouldn't say the knowledge, but the the comfortability to know that they're going to be able to get those seven quarterbacks that are probably on the same caliber as Landry Jones, meaning they've they're talking to agents, they're talking the, those agents are talking to their players, they're saying, hey, if you don't make it, let's go to the XFL and make yourself some money, get yourself some reps. You think that's what's happening right now, and that's why the XFL made that statement because it is a pretty bold statement that hey, yeah. we're going to sign seven other tier one quarterbacks. You know, some of these quarterbacks that we've been talking about or some of these quarterbacks that are in the uh, summer showcases are not worthy of the tier ones. Oliver Luck said it himself. He was saying that these are probably the bottom tier players. Well, if, I mean, if you look around the NFL right now, and Alan and I did, did a show that I believe was on the Patreon, and maybe it's been released to the public. I'm not sure. It is free feed. Free feed. Uh, you know, we went over every single depth chart in in the NF, in NFL, and we, we broke it all down on guys that we thought were going to make Team, not going to make the team, not make the team and end up in the XFL. You know, I and you know, if you think we're doing that, the XFL is doing that tenfold. You know, they are are examining each and every situation. They got guys, uh, you know, that are listening in and finding out who's really going to make these ball clubs. And they'll, they know who the pool is going to be. They know, uh, you know, roughly how many players are going to be available that that are worthy of the tier one spots. And then, you know, they, they're playing the probability, hey, you know, we think we can get, you know, so many of these guys. And they're and Alan, I think you talked about they're an agency or they definitely are. Yeah, they there are agents in the ears of these players too that are saying, you know, wait it out, see what you could get from the NFL. But I I have to give it up to Landry Jones who really makes kind of takes a stand with this signing says okay i'm dedicated to this league i'm i'm going for this in 2020 screw it i'm not waiting for injuries i'm not waiting for things to happen in the nfl i'm not you know i'm done with that and that that's commendable landry jones you are the first xfl player he'll forever be known as that but now the seven other tier one players, I I just don't see us getting another one for another few weeks because there's so much left to happen in the NFL preseason. It's, I mean, when you look at especially, I, I I mean I don't I don't I want I don't want to focus on this, but the Philadelphia Eagles situation is fascinating. They have backup quarterbacks just dropping like flies. And they're looking for anybody who can fill in in case Carson Wentz goes yeah. down, which is not uh, an unlikely unlikely situation. You know, this guy has a history. So the, the thing is with the NFL preseason, when you're a player, you have to kind of wait it out. For Landry Jones to gamble and bet on himself and, and sign this contract and go all in with the XFL is – very impressive very it's commendable and uh you know his agent whoever whoever that may be 
advised them to do this, and there he goes. He's got a secured spot, but for other quarterbacks who are waiting for those backup spots, those two or three slots on depth charts in the NFL, they have another couple weeks to wait it out, and that's the interesting part of this this time period we're in. I think we're, we're going to hear the next XFL signees in September. I don't think we're going to hear another one for a couple of weeks. I hope we hear more. Gives us more to talk about, but I would bet on another, I, I would say till September, we hear more, the next XFL signee, number two, after Landry Jones. Well, think about it this way. If there were other guys that were not in NFL camps that they felt were worthy of being tier one players like Landry Jones, they would have been signed. Yeah. They, they would have made the announcement. So that tells me, you know, unless they're going to, unless they're going to uh, do something Jake would do and just announce them one by one, maybe one per week. Uh, you know, if, if we don't hear anything by the end of next week, I think we're pretty safe to say that, you know, these guys are all NFL roster players right now. And they're just waiting to see how it all shakes out. Yeah, in all honesty, let's just be upfront with it. I mean, we've we have covered the summer showcases more thoroughly than any anybody out there, guys. I want to put it out there. Besides Landry Jones, I'm giving you a quarterback name that has been at one of these summer showcases, and you're the XFL. Are you offering one of these contracts to any of those other quarterbacks, including our our dear guest Tanner Mangum this week? I, I honestly can't say I would do that because I want to wait until the NFL cuts. How about you, Brian? Yeah, th- there's no way we're we're going to get anything until until the until the um, the NFL cuts. Uh, you know, some of these players uh, that are especially the ones that are getting direct invites are are, are going to work to get drafted. They're really not going to have that guarantee the way of Landry Jones or some of these other players are going to get cut are actually going to have. Yeah, I mean, it, to echo everything else, it just makes sense. The, the best quarterbacks are still vying for an NFL job right now, so you got to wait to see what happens. It, and and, and it, it doesn't – I don't think that hurts the XFL at all, but this is just a case uh, apparently where a guy would rather, you know, let's just be frank about it, he'd rather take less money and start than be a backup and potentially, you know, never play. And, and I'll say this again, you know, uh, if you listen to when Alan and I broke down all those those depth charts, there is some some remarkable young talent uh, in backup quarterback positions uh, around the league. We're talking about guys, you know, third, fourth, and maybe even fifth string on, on some rosters who, you know, really showed that they, you know, they got a lot of they got a lot of oomph behind them in college and they could uh, in the XFL they could succeed there's no doubt in my mind about that it's the most fascinating aspect I think of the league building process uh, process and the the interesting thing to come out this week I think is that the coaches are selecting these quarterbacks so we'll see how that goes because a draft is a draft obviously that has an order but this quarterback selection process we haven't been told any details yet, Bryant. So if I'm an outsider, which I am, I'm, I'm just going to say I would anticipate Landry Jones falls in line and joins Bob Stoops' team. But 
Who knows how that shakes out? What do you make of the quarterback selection process that the XFL has alluded to so far? Uh, again, I want to I want to be one of those that hope that it is a actual you know, lottery or some sort of those selection. Not hey, Bob Stoops, who do you want? Or yeah, who do you want Bob Stoops. Uh, even That's even in like in preseason videos and like interviews, has said. Landry Jones would be great for any pl- coach in this league, blah, blah, blah. But I Especially mean, I, me. <laughs> I would bet money he's going to be Bob Stoops' quarterback. Like, how is that not going to happen? Well, again, I mean, I hearken back to when Oliver Lux said that there was no allotment of players, that it really messes with the, um, what do you call it, the 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 spirit of competition. Good Chris. That's how he put it. And and you want these teams that all have a legitimate chance. Now, if Landry Jones is by far the best quarterback in the league, do you just give them to, to, to Bob Stoops? I mean, is that how it works? Or do you oh. do this whole snake draft where you're actually distributing these players correctly? You can't. I don't think you can just give it to them. You, you can rig it, though, you know, <laughs> where, where it appears believable, which I'd be perfectly fine with if that's, if that's what they want to do. You know, I'm I'm all for the this the uh, you know making it a level playing field, but I'm betting on Landry Jones playing for Bob Stoops. But as an XFL LA fan, Bryant, I'm gonna tell Coach Moss wait for Chad Kelly. He's gonna he's gonna become available. Hopefully, fingers crossed. If not, I mean there are gonna be plenty of great players in this in this league for coaches to select from. Landry Jones, the first signed player. Can you believe it? We've been doing this for how many weeks, Brian? I don't even know. I've lost count. But now we have our first signed player in the XFL. It's happened. 82 shows, one a week, 82 weeks. I think that's 82 weeks. 82 weeks. We are only how many weeks away from kickoff? 25. 25 weeks. weeks. Away from kickoff. We've been doing this for 82 weeks. Wow. Just think about how many weeks it'll be next week. (laughs) Wow. And unbelievable. From doing shows about XFL legends and and getting everybody prepared to now having our first signed player. Here we are. The XFL 2020. It's going to come around and smack you right in the face. It's going to be here before you know it so get ready start analyzing those colors right jake oh that's gonna be going on all week <laughs> and and of course start guessing which players will be xfl players i mean i landry jones signing is exciting i'm happy because i think landry jones could be the number two on any nfl team and he's deciding to be the number one on some XFL team. That's awesome. But, Vince, to watch the next two weeks of NFL preseason is going to be fascinating because we are watching XFL players in the NFL right now. Yep, absolutely. And, and- we said it on the uh, on the Patreon, Alan. The XFL MVP is probably playing football right now. Uh, most definitely. And I'm... Unless it's Landry Jones. I'm, I, well, I, unless it's Landry Jones, but I don't have him pegged as my XFL MVP. I still have Chad Kelly, and I will do that until further notice. He's my pick, but 
looking more and more like he's going to make the Colts roster, which is good for him, but not good for me, guys. Anything else left this week on, I mean, we have tons of, we had tons of news. We interviewed Tanner Mangum, and logos teased. If Remember, if there's any good sketch artists out there, uh, please do your best. Take some, you know, work on your lunch break or something to try to crack this case here. The act, the true real announcement announcements is what we should be focusing on. Jake, I'm sure you've stared at those logos the entire time during this show, uh, and really nothing has changed. Well, we've gone in depth about how these nothing players are going to work. <laughs> uh, either way, yes, it is very exciting that these uh, first snippet of team identities uh, are starting to leak out here. Uh, that might be the way we get to the end of the month when uh, NFL cuts actually happen. It's August 2019. And just think about it. Right now we're having fun talking about hex numbers and team colors and players getting signed. But in just a handful of months, we're going to be talking about games, schemes, who's going to win, and actual football matchups. Vince, it it is fastly approaching the XFL 2020. is a coming, and we're here to follow it along the whole way through. Yep, it is It is starting to get it to be one wild ride. All right, everybody. Thank you for following along with us. Follow us at XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we appreciate you if you are a patron on our Patreon page, which is chock full of exclusive content as we ride down this road to 2020. Brian, do you have anything left, man, for us? Because I feel like we thoroughly covered what was... One of the most active weeks on the road to 2020. Uh, you're right, Alan, but I do have some other uh, things to plug here a little bit. Uh, we are going to have some non-XFL discussion free to everyone on page. It's Patreon exclusive, but it will be free. Uh, we're going to have some college football previews, some NFL previews, a big fantasy football preview as well. Uh, all coming up leading up to the uh, regular football season uh, this, two, uh, this coming September. Uh, so check out Patreon. Remember, free content there, so just go ahead and check it out. Football is here. We are at the nearly the end of August, and so much to talk about. So hit up the Patreon, and thank you for subscribing to This is the XFL Show. Tell your friends if they have any interest in the coming season in 2020. This is the show to follow at XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. For Bryant, Vince, and Jake I am Alan. This is the XFL show. Remember, they're listening.